Well, good day and welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. I'm with Eddie Hammond and my name is Steve Hollis and uh, we're glad you're with us today. We are very, very thankful for Jesus Christ and his work of salvation through the cross. We're getting closer to Easter, Eddie, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, for sure. So uh, what a wonderful time of celebration and we hope that you feel that excitement in your home and in your lives uh, as well. And uh, we're just so grateful for uh, for what he's done for us. And so before we get started in this podcast, I just want to have a word of prayer as we get started. And uh, what a beautiful springtime. Let's give him our praise and thanks. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the way that you work in us beyond uh, ourselves and and. That's a huge thing because so many times we get ourselves in the way. But Lord, you work ahead of us, and as we uh, surrender to our, our lives to you, uh, you're able to work. And so we just ask that in the name of Jesus Christ through this podcast and through uh, these words that we would say and talk and discuss, that they would go on out to the hearts that are listening, and uh, they would make an impact for you, for your That's kingdom. Good. Not because it's our words, but because it's yours. Because that the things that we talk about would be lining up with where you're leading each and every individual that hears this uh, this this podcast, this um, these words that are say, being said. So, Lord, we just present it to you. We give it uh, to you, and Holy Spirit, we just ask for your guidance all the way through it. It's in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Eddie, let's get right to it. Um, and uh, actually, uh, we talked about instructions. You talked about instructions this last week, and and uh, uh, pretty neat the way that you got started and that you started talking about how to put together a swing set and how not to put a swing yeah, set together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the title of your sermon is uh, uh, "Please Follow the Instructions." and um, you talked about how uh, those instructions and just look crazy at times for for dads, and I have to attest, uh, admit, I should say, uh, looking at those blueprints, quote unquote, of those swing sets can be pretty daunting. But I wonder if that's the way that we see uh, the instructions of the Word of God. Oh, and I, I think, think so. Going into it that way, a lot of men. Uh, Myself included, I don't. I don't like to take time to read the instructions. And if you don't read the instructions, you can get into trouble pretty quick. Right. And that's what Paul was trying to tell the the Corinthians. I think a lot of times in our faith, we don't. We want to live it like we want to live it, and we don't want to follow God's instructions. And so He's bringing the Corinthians back. He took them clear back to the, the children of Israel, actually. And he he. You talked about the the privileges that God lavished. On, on the on the children of Israel, they had supernatural guidance. They could, like I said, to, uh, they could look day or night and see the presence of God, and that Shekinah glory is either a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire. But God was always there. Uh, and then supernatural deliverance. You know, He brought them through the water um, uh, when the Pharaoh was after him, his army to kill him. He opened up the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground. Then Moses' supernatural leadership, and then he fed them supernatural food with that whole, uh, for 40 years he fed them six days a week. Man, all they had to do was just go pick They didn't have to turn a tap to get it. They just had to go pick it up and eat it. Yeah. But yet they still complained about it. Right. <laughs> and that was, you know, and that was that was God's lessons uh, to the Corinthians. 
and then he 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 goes into this so he, as you follow the instructions these are the things that that you you should not do these are five instructions that paul gives them which transfer over to us do not crave, crave evil things uh, do not be adulterous anything we put on the throne of our heart can be an idol that takes away from god do not be immoral do not try the lord that is questioning god's faithfulness and providing and then do not grumble and i think out of these five maybe that grumbling and complaining is rises to the surface in this day and age mm -hmm. but then he he goes on to say that a lot of times we as as believers are like the 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 Dead Sea, Jordan River flows into it, life-giving water, teeming with fish and whatever. It gets to the Dead Sea, and everything dies because there's no outlet. It doesn't right. go out. Right. And that's what he's saying, telling the Corinthians, that here, you guys got all the gifts, but yet you're you're bragging about them and holding them into yourself, and it's not going out. So they they had become almost like a sponge full of full of God, but it, it, it becomes spoiled if you don't squeeze it out, if you don't let it out. And that's what he's saying. He says, you guys, get, you guys need to get over yourselves mm -hmm. and you need to get out in the world and be who I've called you to be, actually. He called it, he talked about spiritual uh, saturation, actually. So, he, in, in, in Luke 6, 45, a good person produces good deeds from a good heart and an evil person produces evil deeds from an evil heart. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. And that's what Paul was talking about, watching our speech and whatever. So I, I think that one of the greatest things that we could talk about today and, and talking to um, those lives that are listening right now, um, let's focus in on that five. And, and let's talk about some of those examples and just touch base with them. But let's just talk about those uh, those instructions of those five parts where Paul talks about. And let's go backwards. So you mentioned do not grumble. So in our everyday life, we, we find uh, as the Corinthians, as Paul found the Corinthians, to be complacent in giving themselves away or, or giving um, the gifts in which God has given them or the blessings or even just the, the gospel um, to get it out. They he found that they were grumbling about the different things that, uh, and pettiness. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here in, in the United States, or maybe just this day and age, um, sometimes, and I, and I hate to even call them out, but sometimes we, we even like to point fingers at different generations, like the millennials. Yeah. You know, because they're not like us, older, right. older folks. Well, we say, well, we had it this way, and we had to walk up, walk to school both ways, uphill both ways. In and, five feet of snow. In five snows. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, a... Yeah, they've never experienced all of that. The fact is, is that different generations experience different things, and, and we've got to be careful about this day and age, wherever we're at, however we're dealing with things, not to find ourselves in a sense of pettiness, complacency, mm -hmm. and grumbling, but depending upon the Holy Spirit. What are some of the things that we can talk a little bit about grumbling? Maybe you've experienced uh, individuals, um, um, different things that maybe we need to remind people 
careful in these areas? What are some snares that Satan wants to catch us in? Well, it's just what you mentioned with, a, with, with other generations. Instead of pointing fingers, we need to find ways to reach them. This is, this is a, a, a technology and, and a data generation. It's like we said, you want to reach millennials, you got to do it through their cell phone, mm. iPhone, iPad. That's, mm. you, that's where the message needs to be, more, even more so than even spoken sometimes, because that's, uh, that's what they watch. And then, you, like I said, with this spiritual uh, saturation, it's not difficult to spot believers who are spiritually calloused among other things, they have an overriding spirit of negativism. There's one being negative about everything. Mm-hmm. A preoccupation with petty irritations, stuff really, road rage and stuff like that that upsets them. Mm-hmm. Lack of vision, a prideful attitude, and an appropriate sense of humor, especially concerning spiritual things. Uh, that that are some of the things that, 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 that can snare us up. Right. And then praise should come out of our mouth. We should never grumble. I mean that's a that's a that's a tough that's statement, a statement to say, but yeah. it, as followers of Christ, we might be. I think there's a difference between groaning and grumbling and and, and being a, being concerned. Oh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about a, a lot of things, but I wouldn't call it grumbling. Right. Uh, Taking I'm, it into yeah. grumbling is a different uh, different thing altogether. But we've got to be very careful because it is a snare. And if you you know you watch the news, there's all kinds of things to grumble about. Mm-hmm. We grumble about politicians and grumble about this and grumble, but that's not that's what that's what Paul said. He and he said that last instruction that gives gives the Corinthians is don't grumble as some of them did in the wilderness, and God punished them for it. Right, and you know it's interesting because you, as we look at our uh, our own lives and as we look at others, and we see uh, as Satan wants to put that snare out there we see that one thing that seems very distant or general in grumbling, let's just say politics. Okay, you, you're sitting down at McDonald's with a group of guys or, or, or you know, over tea with some ladies, whatever the case, and maybe this, this political measure comes up and, or, or something, okay, maybe even generally about the church, for instance, maybe that they go to, and all of a sudden you find that, oh, well, this person's not acting like that or whatever, and you, you talk generally. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in the grumbling. You know what happens is, is that if you get into that talk every day, if you find yourself in the grumbling, yeah. then it starts to seep into your own life and maybe into your family. And the words of grumbling, uh, it becomes a habitual thing. Well, it comes so, comes so natural. You take you take a group of people that's having a good day and they're all happy. You put a whiner or a grumbler in the mix. Before long, they're all doing it. Right. And because it's amazing it's, how that is. Right. And, and, and so Paul is saying, <laughs> look, look at this snare. Look at this area. Do not grumble. Yeah. Do not get yourself caught in mm-hmm. that. And we can look, as we look even now into the other four, we can see this very, very connective, uh, sinful attitude of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, does grumbling exactly. come from? selfishness because I want to be heard and why isn't this being taken care of and and why am I not being um, uh, listened to or more of this area it's it's easier to to grumble rather than to put forth a good foot forward into helping others 
uh, in, in a servant's way and, and uh, behind the scenes and um, you know not even a get a, a attaboy or a pat on the back but we must go forward uh, with the Holy Spirit's leading and his discernment and his wisdom and direction so it kind of leads us into out of grumbling into um, that fourth one I've got like I said I'm going I'm going backwards uh, do not test your God yeah well what does that mean for for our day and age what is Give us some examples of uh, well, the, with examples. the Hebrews, it was they they say, "What? Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness?" But God promised to take care of them, so they didn't they didn't agree uh, with that. And in ten nine, First Corinthians, Paul again, nor let us try the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. And that's when God sent those fire when sent serpents to bite them. They had to look at the serpent on a pole to be healed. Hmm. You know. Uh, questioning God's faithfulness. That's really what it boils down today, that God has promised to take care of us if, if we listen to him and, and, and follow him. But uh, what would stem out of that is everything that happens to us, we question God on. Say, why did this happen to me, Lord? Why, why, why? Swindoll said in all of his years of ministry, God only told him why one time. Mm-hmm. Ours is not to ask why. Right. Ours is to have faith in God that... that where he's kids and he's not going to abandon us. Right. That's the point. And that's tough sometimes mm-hmm. because you, you know, it's like C.S. Lewis. Sometimes when he prays, he said, God slams the door and you can hear him locking the locks on the door. He's silent. There's a time for God to be silent to us. And in our faith, we wait for him. Right. So that testing is dependent upon our trusting. Yep. And so our trust factor with the father is stating that, Lord, no matter what I see, what I feel, what I uh, understand from my own uh, perspective, I know that you're still God, and you are the foundation of my very faith, mm-hmm. my very existence, so I trust you. So do not test your God. So number four. Number three, uh, do not become immoral. Um, our day and age... Immoral. What is it? Uh, examples in, in different areas of that. What? Uh... Well, it begins with an evil attitude and continues with the substitution of other things in God's place, mm-hmm. and results in immorality. Anything in our lives that's inconsistent with purity, anything that goes against the grain in the Scripture of how we're to remain pure and just in Christ. That that, and the world around us is it's. <laughs> it's everywhere you look and and again I think this this opens up different arenas and areas for men and women of course you know with men it's always it seems it's always lust but it's not always and women some but for the majority of them it's in different things but there's always there's always those temptations there's always those carrots that Satan dangles in front of our eyes that if we take the bait, it's like a fish that gets a hook in its mouth. Right. Satan can control us through that. Even though we're God's children, Satan still controls a lot of believers. Because mm-hmm. they're not listening to the Holy Spirit, they're listening to him. Amen. Yeah, it talks, we talked a little bit about uh, the book last week. Um, not a fan, and, and uh, about Kyle Eidelman and, and how he talks about whether you're following Christ uh, in the way that you should or you're, if you're just a fan of Christ and and uh, being a follower is one that is uh, 
has put on uh, the put on Christ in their life is uh, they've accepted that understanding that uh, that Christ now lives within them and uh, and they're surrendered unto his his uh, wooing and and under under his not just I'm I'm gonna look like a Christian and I'm gonna act like a Christian but on the inside um, you know I'm gonna do it my way mm-hmm. you know whatever but um, yeah that's definitely a big part of it uh, I looked up uh, Webster's uh, definition of immoral okay here's what it says conflicting with ge- with generally or traditionally held moral principles. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, as we think about moral principles, how is it that we we like to compromise those moral principles? Mm-hmm. And we we uh, the day and age this this earth of the worldly view, we we find that many people want to compromise what God is saying in the Word. Mm-hmm. And saying, oh yeah, I've seen those instructions. And this is what it means pertain to this day and age. And all of a sudden that immoral aspect of black and white becomes gray. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be very, very careful because the instructions are very uh, defined as the Holy Spirit works in our lives, defines those through study, through direction, through prayer, through constant. What, once again, we mentioned it before, many times before keeping connected to the Mm -hmm. vine. As we're there, the Holy Spirit's able to lead us, guide us through what is immoral, what is moral, what is just, what Mm -hmm. is true. And uh, I believe you said it um, last week, or maybe it was before uh, some other time, but but yes, uh, the the way is narrow. The path is straight. And few will enter. I'm not saying these aren't my words. No. It's these exactly are words right. from it's what God says. From the Bible. So immorality immorality, rather. Uh, two, do not be idolaters. An idol is anything that seizes the adoration that belongs to God. That's it. It'd be a parent, a child, a spouse, a friend, a reputation, a goal. Anything that takes God's seat on the throne of our lives. That comes before him. Comes before. Yep. Anything that that takes our interest and, and is, is causing us. Now, each individually, separately, will have to say, is are these areas becoming a higher priority and, than God? And if they're if they're used in proper light, they don't. They're not idols. Right. Uh, I remember uh, one of the promise keepers I went to, and I don't know if it was Swindoll or who, but they had a real casket on the stage. So he started dragging out fishing poles and golf clubs and ball gloves and stuff like that and then guys were moaning and groaning and he said in essence these aren't bad if they're in their proper place but he said if this takes the place of god it's an idol Mm -hmm. or your family even he was yeah so this promise keepers conference uh, to those that are listening this has been a while back um uh, for men specifically uh and so when you hear those things like the golf clubs and the and the shotgun or the bow or the <laughs> Yeah, he had all that the, stuff. Them guys are just groaning and carrying on. Yeah. But he says these are these are okay things if they're in their but it said if this becomes your God, mm-hmm. if if you put other things aside, God and your family to do this constantly or wanting to he said that's, that's you know wrong. Sunday mornings are pretty important with this thought process because if this even in that where your family's going to church and you're out 
doing other yeah, things like exactly. bow hunting or fishing or things like that. That's one that's one aspect for sure. But as it trickles into other areas within your week and you're not taking care of things that where God's leading right. you. If it takes away things like even that we've talked about uh, to this morning already, where where we're not being able to be squeezed out and being used by God, and we're saying, well, you know, I I feel like maybe God's leading me into the jail ministry, or maybe the the that that the Holy Spirit is nudging me to go and visit these these people at the the nursing home, or or even uh, paying a, a visit to somebody at the hospital. I'm gonna go fishing, yeah, or whatever, and you ignore that tug at your heart, the Holy Spirit. Then it becomes a problem because the Holy Spirit's tapping you, yeah, and He's tapping your heart, and He says, I, "I've gifted you here. I need you to go and 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 be present with these individuals." Um, so yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, don't mm-hmm. become idol- idolatrous. Um, and then the, the first thing that you brought to us was do not crave evil things. I think it's pretty evident what that means, but but that, that can be represented in a lot of different ways. A lot of different ways. In fact, when we think evil, it's like, oh, well, don't, uh, um, if, if you have a, a, a tendency to um, be overwhelmed with... Um, my goodness, I think you said lust, like yeah. for instance, with the, a man's eye, uh, and 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 uh, if you have a tendency to to have uh, had dealt with porn or or with uh, with lust of the flesh, and and so you find yourself maybe uh, not in the in, in a car per se of pulling off and going into a uh, X-rated show or whatever the case, but maybe it's secretive. In the sense of mm-hmm. the internet, we think about those things as evil things that yeah. grab our attentions. Um, but there's other things it's because an, it's a trickle effect, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's an attitude that craves evil. Yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly so what for a, was. So for a gal, it could be this fantasy life of pulling them away uh, and dreaming about what could be and allowing them down yeah. the road of things. If it's for um, young people that are listening, it could very well be uh, the peer pressure that's that's pulling them down a road of, of, uh, of uh, looking for a new thrill. Yeah, it may, might be drugs, yeah. might be uh, um, uh, areas in which they know that this is evil, but they need to be pulled mm-hmm. back. But they're allowing just abstain from it. Um, many different ways, many different things we need to check our hearts with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. These are big things, and and uh, um, again, we come back to the title of the sermon, and that is, please follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Please, don't skip page two <laughs> and jump over to page three because you think you already got it, and oh, I already know how this thing's been put together. No, study, concentrate. Keep yourself yeah. connected to the vine. Allow him to keep on putting in the good, good things because he knows that your life is fuller and you'll be able to be used for the kingdom in a better way. Mm-hmm. You won't get snared up. You won't get caught upside down and in a snare up a tree. All right. Not being able to do anything because you've, you've gone the wrong way. But God is able to lead you down the path of righteousness giving you hope and direction 
And why? Not just for eternity's sake, but to see it fully, to say, I am God's kid. I am able to be used by him, mm-hmm. by my gifts Amen. and abilities. Amen. It's good stuff. Thank you, Pastor, for bringing uh, Corinthians, uh, again, out in the light for us. And, and speaking of that, What's next week? I know that it's Palm Sunday. Yeah, we're going. It's, we're, I'm going I'm to be talking about uh, uh, Passion Week. During his last week, Jesus taught. He argued. He cried out. He answered some questions, parried others, and challenged both enemies and friends with the truth. He stood before his accusers silent. He allowed himself to be crucified. He died. Those who loved him as well as they knew how buried his body and mourned. But then... Uh, we know what's coming. It's Friday, but Sunday coming. <laughs> Resurrection day. Spring from the grave. Amen. But I'm, and I'm going to be talking about, a little bit about that triumphal entry. And, uh, you know, I, I think about the Romans and all their pomp and circumstance that they entered a city in a golden chariot with white uh, st- uh, stallions leading the chariot and prancing. You can see their nostrils flared and that, all that color and flags and trumpets and on and on. And, Jesus came in on a donkey, and they were throwing palm leaves down. Yeah. And what amazes me of the the whole thing is how they accepted him, and then just in a few days they were saying crucify him. Yeah, no kidding. Things went south pretty quick. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about the significance of the, the seder, that which is uh, the Passover, and so that's kind of where I'm going with that. And try to. Uh, get us to understand some of the things that uh, that he went through that last week uh, on earth because he loves us. All right. So, well, it's exciting whole... times. Like I said, this season is a wonderful time to express our praise. And um, why don't you go ahead and wrap it up with prayer right now and as we give praise to him. Lord, you have given us uh, an instruction book, and it, it, it pretty much covers every area of our life, that if we, if we follow it. And Lord, within those perimeters, if we do follow it, uh, we'll have more joy and peace and blessing that we can imagine. But a lot of times in our rebellion, uh, the, the old nature wants to get outside of those perimeters and it gets us in bad. We get in trouble and it doesn't turn out so well. And we get miserable. And uh, the sad part about it, a lot of times we blame you for it when it's on us. It's our fault. So I just pray for these guys. And Lord, just listening to this, that, uh, that right now you just squeeze their heart and just let them know how important they are to you and how much you love them and how all the blessings and the things that you offer if if we do follow the instructions. And as I pray almost every time, Lord, just help us to be good kids, be good children of God. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. Uh, we thank you for Steve leading us today. We just ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate your time. And... Um... It really is. It's time well spent. Uh, I love the fact that we get a chance to come in on Wednesday to share this midweek, to remind uh, folks about where God is leading us and where he's led you to speak to us and to impact our lives and our hearts as he uh, pulls us closer to him. It's just really good stuff. You know, uh, I love spring. Yeah, me because, too. Man, oh man, the the, the buds and all of the flowers and all the things that just remind us of the freshness of the of of uh, of God and and uh, how He brings back to life yeah. uh, and what a wonderful time for Easter uh, perfect perfect timing <laughs> and for all I thought you but, said bugs uh, bugs so, yeah, yeah well, but they're bringing the bugs they're back bringing the bugs yeah, yeah the buds uh, yeah. of the of the trees uh, the beautiful bud yes. man oh man 
pinks and the purples. Yeah, they're and, pretty. Yeah, they really are. Well, we're going to wrap it up today. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, until next week, uh, we're just going to sign off and say sayonara. Yep. <laughs> das Vidanya. Das Vidanya. Russian and all that good stuff. All right. All right. Well, we'll, until next week, we'll see you. Bye-bye.